everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin and I was a girl the whole time. I'm Alex. And and uh, you gotta appreciate an uh, alien species that, that creates both the the greatest, the greatest, the threat to the universe and the solution to it. Efficient. Yeah. The cause of and solution to all life's problems. <laughs> I'm Brendan, and uh, I'm a space pirate. Actually, hate to tell you guys. What? A space oh, man, that's... pirate or space privateer? Good question. Uh, I, I'm looking for some uh, alien civilization to formally back me. I, I'm not picky. <laughs> well, do you have a letter of mark from the Space King? I'm, I'm actually looking to work with the Space Queen of England. Ah, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Got, gotta, gotta be legit here. Yeah. Oh, you just gotta. And Cat is, I don't know, talking with an ancient alien civilization. As is her want. So today we're going to talk about the classic video game series Metroid. If you've oh, never played, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> oh my god, not explicitly. It's going to happen. We're talking about warnings. <laughs> we're talking about the the uh, series as a whole, not any specific game. But other M is offensive on multiple levels, and I'm sure we're going to get into it. And I'm going and- to get angry. <laughs> And we will. <laughs> if you've never played Metroid, uh, the summary according to Wikipedia is, Metroid is a science fiction action game franchise created by Nintendo. Metroid follows uh, space-faring bounty hunter Samus Aran, who, pro- who protects the galaxy from the space pirates and their attempts to harness the power of the parasitic Metroid creatures. Seems uh, legit. Yeah. Yeah, no, totes. And full disclosure, I personally... Have never played played Metroid. Though you've seen me, though you've seen me play it countless times. Yeah, I've seen you play like one, and countless times. Yeah, <laughs> in that I didn't bother to count. Yeah, out of all of us, Alex is kind of the Metroid super fan. What? True. Just because I have a have a few shirts, a few figures, my Hangouts icon is literally he he's a salmon, it's a helmet. Weird. Sometimes, sometimes I play Samus uh, in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Pippin is now confirmed Metroid super fan. <laughs> oh man! I mean, all the uh, fanfic, all the uh, Metroid fanfic is just a Super Smash Brothers crossover. Hooray! Was that, there's that one Smash Brothers fan fiction that's like, God, probably the length of Infinite Jest at this point. Yeah, it's like the longest fanfic in Rain. history. Yeah. Uh which is wild <laughs> considering some of the other fanfic I've read. Look. Um it's the dedicated few, Pippin. The dedicated, <laughs> the committed. The few, the <laughs> proud, the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> we few. We happy few. We banded brothers, yeah. But uh, I had something for it. But I lost it. Well, anyway. We- we band of shippers. There we go. <laughs> there. We go. I had to take a while for that one. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Metroid first came out. The very first Metroid came out in like 1986. She says, 
looking at the Wikipedia page. Naturally, naturally. And it came out on, like, the original NES? Yep, yep, the original Nintendo. It was, it was, it was a classic of the generation and, yeah, you know, not easy, but, you know, it was, you know, even for a kid, you know, beatable, which is commendable for games of that era. Yeah. Yeah, your side-scrolling platformer. Collecting stuff along the way, slowly improving your character, hence being kind of one of the, 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 the standard bearers of the genre of games that we all affectionately call Metroidvanias now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Metroidvania specifically kind of refers to, uh, the, the uh, genre of games that are, uh, that are Super Metroid and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Like that oh. kind, like that, like if we're, we're, we're like, uh, sourcing and, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, ideal ones. Um, yeah. well, really what it boils down to are, uh, platformer games or 2D platformer games that, uh, involve collecting power ups and stuff like that along the way. And you can fully explore however you want to. And those abilities that you have act as, you know, uh, sort of keys to, uh, to new, um, <laughs> to new areas that were previously inaccessible. Yeah. Mm. Although if you're clever, you can circumvent that stuff anyway. Haha. Speedrunning. Yeah. Uh, random tangent. Yeah. Speaking of, of getting an item that proves useful for the next bit. I <laughs> yeah. remember one time, uh, dad was playing the Alice in Wonderland game where she's crazy. Or- Alice? American McGee's Alice? Yes. American McGee's Alice. Um, and he was having trouble with this one boss, uh, and he couldn't figure out how to, how to beat it. And it turned out, uh, not to, to blast dad on main, um, <laughs> uh, sorry dad in advance, but it turned out that the key to beating the boss was to use the weapon he got during the level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was some like ice wand thing. Uh, and I could tell in that moment that he was, while he enjoyed the game and enjoyed <laughs> playing it, he was not a gamer. <laughs> Because, of course, you use yeah. the weapon you got in the level to beat the boss of that level. Um, well, here's the thing. that That's like a relatively, not relatively new, I mean, because it's been ages now since even that game. So, of course, the concept is still, is, is kind of like a classic concept now. Yeah. Um, but, like, there, there's this idea, at least in some classic games, where... You just have like your sword and shield or whatever, and that's all you need to complete every challenge in the game. It's just the extra items are things that can help you. Modern games, it's like, yeah, you're exactly right. The weapon or item that you conveniently get in that level is used in that level. Whereas some older games would be like, yeah, you got this special item here. Um, it's not going to help you against the boss here, but maybe it'll help you against, yeah. I don't know, this Yeti boss later on. Hey, isn't that cool? Yeah. That's why the uh, attention to uh, uh, attention to uh, Breath of the Wild uh, it was seen as a return to form. Yeah, because yeah, you can beat it in any order. Yeah, and you're, not, all, you're not bound to it. Yeah, and you get all of your uh, all the abilities you you get in the game. You get in like the the tutorial area, and like yeah, like the other thing you get now are like weapons that break. Sounds Which, way worse when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Guys, I broke the sword of ultimate good. Oh, crap. <laughs> well, do you have a spare? I, I picked Actually, up a stick. I, do. <laughs> I, uh, I, I broke the sword of evil's bane, and now the merchant sells it. Weird. <laughs> uh, we, we've gotten really off to- uh, topic. Um, we have, but you know, it's fun off topics here. Yeah. Uh, so, so on the topic of Metroid, at its core, you're playing as uh, this bounty hunter, Samus, who, uh, in the first game at least, you did not know until you basically beat the game in rapid order that Samus was female. Hey! A woman yeah. the whole time. It's like a big shock. You know, yeah. at the time, it kind of was. The real itself, where you beat the game quicker, it's like, ah, and she wears a bikini. It's like, okay. That's still terrible. That's not as good. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, you took a big step, and then you stepped right back there. Wow. Like a little half step back. I mean, come, come on. No, no. You don't need to do that. Oh. Uh, uh, but, you know, that's kind of an important thing. It's, hey, hey, something at least, I, I guess. I, it, it established a president. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I was asking you guys, uh, last night, how many other video games are out there that feature a female protagonist where it isn't a, you know, oh, choose your gender at the start sort of thing? How many Beyond- games are there where it's just, where it's just a female protagonist. Tomb Raider, uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Like, there is a number of, of games, but there's clearly an, a, uh, a disparity a, going on. Yeah. <laughs> Last of Us 2. Hey. Um, yeah. I'm going to do a whole stuff. Sequel to Last of Us 1. And also, oh, not the, and also kind of ruins, you know, the character. Well, anyway. I'm I'm not getting into that fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like getting into it. But yeah, you're right. And I think there's definitely well, room to have more improvement. Because, hey, it's a wide world out there. It's a big games market now. Let's, uh, let's just play with it. Like, we can play with characters. We can play with stories. It's okay. It's okay. Is it? Is it? It's gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Where's Where's Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting? We need him. It's not your fault. It's not your not your fault. (laughs) Is this Is this where I admit that I've never watched Goodwill Hunting? (gasps) My God, I know. Neither have I. So yeah. Wow. I don't like these apples. (laughs) See, you understand that reference. I do get that joke. Yeah. Uh I also we get that joke, Bren, because we we watched uh, Jay Jay and and Bob. Strike back, and it had a uh, Goodwill Hunting reference. That's why we know, Bren. It's also just a common. Yeah, I do know that they they wrote the script uh, with the dialogue as if they talked like they talked to each other as good Boston boys, and that's how Mm. they ended up with like three hundred fucks that they had to cut out. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Boston boys, Southies. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. We've gotten off topic again. Right, back to Metroid. Metroid! <laughs> uh, Space Bounty Hunters! Tell me more about that! So the first game, you know, oh, it's a, you know, NES class. Uh, like, you know, a bit difficult to play now. Oh, uh, because, you know, it, it has aged. And you're basically just 
exploring a planet, fighting evil aliens. Pew, That's pew, about pew. it. Pew pew. I I hear a lot about Ridley. Is Ridley in the first one? Yeah, yeah. Tell me more about Ridley then. Uh, Ridley's a a big space pterodactyl. <laughs> fuck yeah, the best kind of pterodactyl. <laughs> I believe I believe Ridley like killed Samus's parents for tragic backstory points or something like that. Am I am I misremembering that, Al? Uh, yeah, he did. Like, uh, it was like, like I don't think it was, it was like ever actually said in game until other M. Ugh. Or maybe, or maybe, maybe it was a in one of the handbooks. We don't know. Yeah, it probably was in like one of those splat books somewhere. Just uh, and then it was you know, in a manga. Like, uh, that was, Hell you know, yeah. And that, that was like, that's the one that's kind of, eh. <laughs> that's but, the uh, best way to give important backstory as an aside in, in a, in a questionably canonical, uh, bit of ephemera. And I think Ridley <laughs> himself, like, works with, like, space pirates and stuff like that, or the space pirates. I, modified him or something like that uh he runs he runs the space pirates sometimes <laughs> then mother brain happens mother brain's gonna get you little princess oh, yeah. okay Ren right there was referencing the commander n and series <laughs> yes i was <laughs> which is so very not canon <laughs> <laughs> wait okay it's totally canon <laughs> wait <laughs> Wait. Another so, tangent? Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. All right. So she's a bounty hunter. Ridley may or may not be a space pirate. Uh, hey. And also, a, it's definitely a space pterodactyl. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, she was a, a space bounty hunter. He was a pterodactyl. He was a space pterodactyl. Can I make, Can I make it, it any it more, more obvious? <laughs> so... Where does the Metroid fit? Well, that's a little bit later on in the virtual Metroid game. Uh, in the meantime, Samus gets adopted by the Chozo, which are those aforementioned aliens that cause a whole lot of problems and attempt to solve them at the same time. Space uh, birds. <laughs> space birds, yeah. Uh, like any parent, really. Infuse Samus with some of their DNA, because why not? infuse this adopted child with some of your alien DNA. See what happens. Yeah. And then train her in their ancient in their ancient and warrior arts. Of course. And really, you know, trying to raise like a, a child like that, I mean you you just gotta infuse him with DNA and put on some of the warrior tapes in the background so you can finally get some work done at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially, and, and especially since your species, your species is dying. Like you do. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. And yeah, and, and, and so she becomes this bounty hunter. And that's where you get the start of the first game here where there's like what report of like space pirate activity on planet Zebes and, and or shit goes down and think other M pronounces it Zebes and like, all right, you might as well. Like, Why should we, I listen to anything other M has to say? You might as well ruin <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, don't worry, it has weird pronunciations of everything. <laughs> I will find the avatar. <laughs> Ong. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, <laughs> and you know, in the course of, of uh, Metroid, she 
kills a bunch of space pirates, kills a bunch of lo- local flora and fauna, kills a bunch of uh, <laughs> kills a bunch of the Metroids who who are, are kind of just a space jellyfish that just drink up your energy. They basically just, are like they're like vampiric jellyfish. Yeah, I mean that makes them sound really cool. Yeah, they don't drink your blood; they drink your energy, your very yeah. life essence. Which is like, like, how does that scientifically work? Because we're ancient space birds <laughs> who made these Metroids. Wait, and like, the Chozo made the Metroids? Yes. And then the space pirates tried to modify them to be biological super weapons. Never a good idea. Never. Like, like, well, how do we control all, all these Metroids? With the mother brain. Huzzah. Never- if any plan you're making involves creating something called the mother brain, maybe don't. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Just yeah. no. Yeah. Friends uh, don't let friends. <laughs> create mother brains. No. Or Metroids. Here's the thing. In one of the lores somewhere, or I don't know if it was a, a book or a, like the Metroid in Chozo means warrior. Huh. Yep, that's the uh, that's the appropriate reaction. Like, and like, oh, so Samus, this is also the Metroid. <laughs> and like, this is not confusing whatsoever. Like, I mean, that's that's really close to being clever, but in a way, I don't think they intended. No, <laughs> that's a throwaway line in some, in one of the uh, in one of the backstories somewhere. Uh. Now, so you destroy, you destroy the Metroids, you destroy Mother Brain. Then the GameCube game, Metroid 2, who happens? You mean the SNES game? Nope. Or GameCube? It was a, yeah, it was a GameCube. Really? No, no, game, not, not game, no. game Boy, Game Boy. Game Boy, okay. Jeez, I yeah, was, I was really say, confused. Yeah, I, I was going to say, skipped, GameCube is Metroid Prime, I know that. Yeah, I skipped like <laughs> several... Well, I skipped several consoles and a few a couple of generations right there. Uh, no, Game Boy it happened in Metroid Two, where you're sent back Exabus to destroy the remaining Metroids. Who, surprise, surprise, it's when you first encountered them, and were actually in their larval stage. Yeah, that sounds about right. They grew up to be even more uh, of a uh, of an aliens ripoff. <laughs> like, uh. like, also, huge shock to everyone. Uh, a uh, space video game made in the 1980s turns out to have been influenced by uh, one of the a, uh, one of the standout films of the 1980s. When did they each come out? Uh, they came out long enough for or Ridley to be a not a very a sole reference to Ripley or Ridley Scott. I mean, yeah, that that one's fairly obvious. I'll give you that. <laughs> well played, I guess. And like, oh hey, a, a badass woman protagonist, as with this alien, and and also a a huge theme of of isolation and that's this weird kind of claustrophobia. But does Samus have a cat? She might. No. We don't know. There might be a cat on that spaceship of hers that we never she- see. She is a friend to the animals that she's not shooting. <laughs> Save the animals. Ah, <laughs> uh, HDQ reference. Huzzah. Alright, so Metro 2 happens. You kill all the remaining Metroids. 
Except. Yeah. Except. The last one that just happened to hatch in front of Samus and imprinted on her. What? The baby. No, no. That's the, it, that, that storyline started all the way back in, in the, on the fucking Game Boy. <laughs> no, no. Fuck this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's worth it just to have Pippin. I, <sighs> like, you this can't. Is what you... <laughs> Dear listeners, you can't tell in this audio format, but Pippin currently has like a little, uh, feminist rage meter underneath her portrait, and it's, it, 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 it's getting up higher. We're in the oranges. You can tell that there weren't any women in that writer's room. What, what the fuck is with him printing anyway? Why is this such a thing? Fuck all of this! <laughs> and, and it doesn't really make sense for the rest of the Metroids, since, since they just, you know, eat spy, space pirates willy-nilly, and they, they weren't, weren't uh, <laughs> imprinting. No. No. And you could argue that Mother Brain, uh, like, was, was the one that they were imprinting on, on, but like, how? Why? Uh, biological experts, hit us up. Let us know if jellyfish imprint on things. Well, <laughs> I mean, I legit follow someone on Twitter I could probably ask. Uh, <laughs> but also, I feel like I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I bet the answer's no. And also, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> now, Samus could have just, like, oh, this baby imprinted it on me. And it actually does go to her backstory of being an orphan and all that. Uh, and so she might have some moral qualms. But does she go uh, off and raise this baby Metroid to be a useful, productive member of space society? No, no. I'm guessing no. No, she just hands it off, off to the space, the first space lab she finds and goes, like, go, go and learn, learn what, uh, useful things, things for society you can get from this. This, <laughs> this totally won't, won't make future, or her future feelings I have about this totally hypocritical. Huzzah. <sighs> and so, not even a fucking week later. <laughs> the, I, I'm guessing the space forces are like, so, uh, hey, bro, hey, bro, want to do, uh, heinous scientific experiments? <laughs> you know, you know, I, know do. I do. Hell yeah. High five. Woo! Like in the 80s, uh, like, no, early 90s, uh, freeze frame. Yes. Oh, jumping freeze high five. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the freeze cannons in the room went off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That uh, I'm okay with. Yeah, uh, so on that, uh, space station, which is not called, well, the, the anus ship, because it, because it's a, a shape like that. <laughs> what? Hold on, let me show you, show a picture of, like, like, uh. This means we'll have to have a link to this picture in the show notes, Al. <laughs> but go for it. Especially because it'll be funny, because then Cat will have zero context. <laughs> huh. Oh, it kind of looks like the, the flag from Community. Yeah. 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 But for some reason, it's not referred to as the anus ship. It's the sphincter. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we call ships by what they look like in this game. 
Not yeah. yet, Pippin. We'll get to other Edgar favorite game in the series. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> so I'm full of wrath. So to the surprise of no one, the space pirates attacked the uh, space station. Say what? Everything changed. Hmm? <laughs> everything changed when the space pirates attacked. Yeah, and immediately, uh, can I have the baby Metroid? Not the baby. The baby. Oh, no. Uh, Samus doesn't need to uh, have a uh, a bit of moral reflection about that through her through her, her careless actions kind of brought this on on these poor innocent scientists. Is this all my fault? No. 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 I'm awesome. No, no the children who are out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. it's the space parts who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, actually. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, so she goes in pursuit and pretty much kills all hold the space parts Metro hears in Mother Brain again. But this time... As one does. This time on the SNES. It looks and plays fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. It pretty much uh, cements the visual style of... Uh, of all the games to follow, really. Yeah. It introduces is, uh, Samus's ginormous is shoulder pauldrons. Oh, wait, no, no. That was actually in, in Metroid 2. The shoulder pauldrons were the only way you could actually show that, some, that Samus's, Samus's suit changed because it was, you know, it was a Game Boy, which was green on green. It was darker, darker green on lighter green and like, so how do we show that her suit changed? By two, adding two extra pixels to her character model. It's called being efficient. Yeah. No, uh, it really, uh, uh, Super Metroid really, uh, showed off, like, atmospheric, uh, gameplay. I mean, like, right away, it starts off, like, with landing on this, like, rainy planet, if I remember right. Yep. It's, it's rainy and, like, like all the caves are or dark and dank. Yeah. I, I, I'm totally, you know, keeping track and keeping up. Which game are we talking about? This is Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Are or the graphics really that SNES. much better by that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Listen, Pip, the SNES had Mode 7 graphics. This was a major selling point. <laughs> but anyway, we don't have to talk about graphics. We're a storytelling podcast. Yeah. I mean, one could argue that graphics are an important part of storytelling. Well, yes. Because <laughs> they, inv- they inform the audience as to what's going on. True. But, you know, not to knock on uh, the original Metroid. Like, use the uh, original uh, NES's uh, limited palette to, like, the best of its ability. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of impressive when you look at the other games of that generation. Like, there might be a reason that, uh, Metroid is the one that made it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it has some pretty large breaks in between, uh, titles, and there are reasons for that, unfortunately. Uh, Uh, so yeah, uh, Metroid, then, uh, Super Metroid, uh, pretty much is pretty much, uh, the same, like, plays the same as, uh, like, Metroid 1, but, like, better. <laughs> like, oh, oh, one of the things that uh, uh, original Metroid does, or uh-huh. Super Metroid does, is that you walk through the ruins 
of where you fought a uh, mother brain in the first game. Ooh. It is a chef kiss. Nice trick if you can pull it off. And they pulled it off. But no, uh, like, uh, in Metro- Super Metroid, you, uh, you fight Ridley again, who's like, how are you alive? And like, uh, players like, how are you still alive? And like, 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 I don't know. It's gonna be, it, it come, um, uh, it's gonna become a, a, a recurring thing in the other rest of the games. And are you, and you're not gonna complain because I'm the best thing there is. Also, look, I have this armor patch on my shoulder indicating I have uh, damage from the last time we fought, and I'm wearing glasses to indicate that time has time passed. Time has passed. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so gotta have the Mulaney reference. Of course. Otherwise, who are we as people? Okay, so, so that's the Super Nin- the original Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. So now we go into the GameCube. There is a long break. <laughs> a long break. We were on a break. Um, God, I'm not, I'm also not getting into <laughs> the Roth and Rachel, we were, were on a break thing. <laughs> because uh, you know what? They fucking were. So, <laughs> no, they weren't. So, so the GameCube had the Metroid Prime series, and I think chron- chronologically, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were actually like between the original Metroid and the sequel that was on the Game Boy. It is a weird chronology. I did not, uh, I did not check back on it because it does not make sense. <laughs> uh, Wait, a video game chronology doesn't make sense? Say what? Hey, let's talk about the uh, fractured timelines of the Zelda series. <laughs> <laughs> I still think I'm right about that. <laughs> it is amazing the things you can get away with when you just go like, you know what? It was a folk process the whole time. <laughs> I mean, that makes more sense. Anyway. Age of Calamity is coming out. Age yeah. of Calamity is coming out, yeah. I'm gonna cry. Um, uh, but no, uh, so Metroid Prime happens, and its canonicity is dubious, because the really? original, uh, the original, uh, creator of the, uh, of, uh, Metroid, of Metroid, yeah, uh, says it isn't, uh, but everyone says, but you made other M, so what, so what do you actually oh, know? <laughs> oh, he's lost. I don't trust him. Yeah. Uh, also curiously is that um, the Metroid Prime series was made by a non-Japanese developer. Uh, Western studio called Re- Retro Studios based in Austin, Texas. Yep. They did huh. a good job. Yeah. <laughs> like to really the, uh, the surprise of, of everyone, both themselves included, concerned. <laughs> Like the, I think the original person of, like, original person who ran Retro Studios was, was that one guy, like that, that one, that one guy who, from like, I don't know, Activision or Acclaim or whatever, or the guy who made the dude game. The dude game? The dude game. No. I, I think he left Retro. Like, he left uh, Retro, I believe, but not before, or having, <laughs> trying to run uh, on a porn set. I hate from um, Nintendo computers. Oh <laughs> no! But somehow, but I somehow, don't think I don't think he was like a lead or anything like that. I think he was just involved in the company, possibly, possibly. But somehow, despite that, they managed to turn out the like one of these standout games of the uh, of the GameCube, which is impressive because uh, uh, you know there aren't that many games on GameCube. 
Oh, and it's the guy game. The guy game, you're right. It still means nothing to me. Uh, uh I think, uh, think a bad Girls Gone Wild with a bad trivia game together. Ugh. But no, uh, I know that for all intents and purposes, especially in this conversation, uh, I'm a fucking casual. But when I think of Metroid, uh, I do think of Metroid Prime. Cause it was really, really good. It was able to do that thing that so- Sonic the Hedgehog still hasn't been able to do. <laughs> <laughs> which is- Fuck you, Sonic. Which is transition from um, a 2D- uh, Platformer, yeah. To the free d space. Uh, by going like, you know what, fuck it. First person. Yep. <laughs> it really impressed. Yeah. Uh, it played really well. Also, like, you know what? Here's all the fucking lore in-game. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Having your story in-game? Yeah. Instead of reading it in ephemera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Uh, I know. You, uh, you had the scan visor. You can scan the, uh, the creatures that you're shooting. You can scan and the. You can scan your pickups. You can scan scan the, the computers and scribbles on the wall. That's what I want to do. Scan scribbles. Yeah. It's like and the shows are always like we're we're very advanced advanced scientific people, but we're also very spiritual people. This planet was our your fucking spiritual retreat. Then a space cataclysm happened, and like, like it's like, do we move out or do we stay and seal it? Hmm. They sealed the space cataclysm. I mean, it always seems like a good idea at the time. Yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts about how to contain space cataclysms. Thank you very much. I mean, I try to avoid situations where I'm in a space cataclysm to begin with. True. True. Uh, and then you fight. The Metroid Prime, which people are still kind of like, is it actually a, a Metroid, or is it just some random um, um doohickey? And it's like, well, it is able to absorb stuff, but it's a weird the thing. Big scary alien, but but you do get phase on. <laughs> Hooray! Which is superpower weapon? This is space scoop. That's super radio radioactive. But also gives you superpowers? Uh, uh, mutagen. So, wait, so is, is Samus an X-Men? Probably, I mean, even with just the, the, the DNA injection she got as a child, to recall. She's um, a, Pip, she's a super soldier serum. She's a Captain America. But like, yeah, bird okay. Captain America. So Sam. Yes. <laughs> she, she's. See, so Sam the Eagle. No, no, Glad no. you could all learn this today, everybody. No, I mean, uh, Sam from, uh, Marvel, like, uh. Oh. Wait. I was thinking of the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say before nerds come at me, I, I am aware that in order to be an X-Men mutant, it's a genetic thing. And what sounds like Samus is being experimented on was a post-birth thing maybe more along the kind of kind of terrigen mess so maybe she's an inhuman uh <laughs> shrug <laughs> like like i'm just i'm just saying super soldier she she's probably more like a super soldier that's also oh in an iron man suit i mean i would love oh, yeah. to see her and tony stark fight 
I think Samus would kick Tony Stark's ass. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Tony would love it. So, yeah, uh, Metroid Prime happens, uh, at the end of the game, it tries to absorb Samus, but only gets the phase on suit, because somehow that works. Magic. And then Samus blows up the crater, and like, well, problem solved. And actually, that's kind of like a step of restraint for her, because in Super Metroid, I believe she, like, destroys the entire friggin' planet, so... She does. Hey. I like I like a girl who thinks that destroying a planet is a perfectly reasonable mode of action. Hey, it's the no. only way to be sure. No, mother brain with uh, uh, the support beam of an entire planet. Oops, the mother brain was a load bearing boss. <laughs> <laughs> Always uh, gotta watch out for those. Like, contact your local uh, code authority to make sure your boss isn't supporting an entire planet. Super awkward, is all I'm saying. Yeah. So, and if you beat the game, like, with 100% lore or really fast or both, I don't know, you get a super secret ending where uh, a hand popped out of the face, of the, uh, out of the goop of the, that was your enemy. Dun, dun, dun. A hand with an eye in it. Super creepy. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, at the same time as Metroid Prime was, uh, Metroid Fusion. Uh, which is part of the canonical series, where okay. and this one has Samus doing a monologue. Like she monologues okay. a lot in 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 the elevators, and also like, well, Samus, you got <laughs> fucked up by by space parasite, so we had to remove your armor. So you're down to just uh, just the bio the biological component of your spacesuit, because her chosen armor is uh. You know, uh, biomechanical. Fair enough. It makes her really, real small. Among other things, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we haven't talked about that enough about how she turns into just a tiny little ball thing. <laughs> One of the, uh, lords in, uh, Metroid Prime was like, uh, is Space Pirate Seat going, and we're trying to uh, figure out the, uh, Morph Ball technology. All it results is, uh, is horribly crunched up Space Pirates. <laughs> uh, no, in is this a feature? Is this a bug? <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, and in order to save Samus from the from the parasite, not only do they have to remove their armor, but they had to inject her with Metroid DNA. Like you do. Wait. Yeah. 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 <sighs> it kind of goes off the rails. Is this still fusion, or is yeah. this the actual F- backstory? Okay. Fusion. Uh. So Samus does technically become a space vampire. I mean, that's just cool. So we're in this in the timeline? This, this is the last. The, yeah, this is the last in the timeline. So do you want okay. Do you want me to uh, hold off on it until we get through the rest of the timeline, or or do we want to go through release? Well, I think we need to wrap up this section quickly here, because we are... Okay, okay. Metro 2 happens. It's alright. Metro it, it free happens. Well, you can shoot, point and shoot with your, uh, with the Wemo, and it's awesome. Um, story wise, <laughs> story wise, it's, eh. it's eh. And it ends with you blowing up the planet, which is also a living planet. <laughs> it happens more often than you think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate a woman that has multiple planet destructions on her belt. Yeah. I mean, she's a hero of the people. <laughs> yeah. And during these two gay games, it was Dark Samus, uh, is constantly hot on to hang, uh, 
in good Samus by being, you know, all, I'm like you, but my armor is darker. Ooh. Hot. Also, I kind of float. Uh, and she's an Echo Fighter and Super Smash Brothers. Hooray. Uh, and, and then there, then there's other M, you guys. Other M happens. <sighs> Whew. Woof. Basically, let, let me try to summarize other M, having never played it and never intending to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take this, uh, strong, powerful, uh, morally flawed person who has two planets, uh, on her, at, on her death count. At that point. And let's, t- at that point in the story, <laughs> no plants on her, uh, under her belt. The per- sort of person capable of having <laughs> multiple <two> planets. <laughs> wait, actually, no. Wait, no. Actually, it's directly after it's- Super Metroid, so one planet. One potential for two. She's murdered one planet. She'll do it again. It's capable of doing that. Let's make her a mom. Ooh. Hooray! Because that is what women are for. Because, but Pip, the baby, the baby's Fuck on the, the bottle baby. ship. The baby. Fuck it, all of that. The baby's cry, a distress signal, which makes it the most high severity distress signal. Even though you could just say high severity's distress signal. Full of hate and also rage. <laughs> and Pip, 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 do you know what other M is? What? Do you know, do you get it? Do you get it? Other M? Just, just move that M a bit. Move. Fuck off. <laughs> what does that spell, Pip? I don't want to talk about it. What does it spell? Fuck off. <laughs> oh. And Pip, guess who is back for this game? Who? You're not going to guess. <sighs> it, is is it? Yeah. Yeah. It, is it the chosen who adopted? Uh, Samus. No. Come on, Pip. She has a name. Fuck you. Is it Mother Brain? <laughs> it is Mother Brain. But in the game, they just refer to her as MB. <laughs> Why? Because in this game, instead of, of making Mother Brain a giant and scary brain with a spike all coming out of it, they made an android in the shape of... A young woman. And she doesn't know that she's an android. Or that she was, was previously Mother Brain. Until oh, the, they tell her that she's an android and previously Mother Brain. And try to lock her up. Mm. And, so. Yeah. So yeah, this travesty of a video game happens. And maybe that's why it's another six years before Metroid Games comes out. <laughs> when there was like one a year for... Uh, a while. And, and people clamoring for them. We wanted Metroid games. Yeah, yeah. And oh. But you know what? We can't have a female protagonist without making her, you know, a, a mother of some kind. Without, oh my god. Yeah. Because if you're not connected to a child in some fucking way, are you really a woman? No. And also there's a was it like a forced romantic subplot as well? Because of course, <laughs> you have to be defined by either a ch- child or a partner. Women cannot exist as their own whole thing. Here's the thing, Pip. The, th- the stuff with uh, Adam Malkovich 
in that game reads, do I want to call him uh, um, daddy or do I want to call him daddy? <laughs> no. And, and, and he commands complete obedience as well. Yeah, yeah. She can't <laughs> use the variety suit capabilities unless he gives her the order to do so. Fuck that. I do what I want. I destroy planets. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. Yeah. But no. Like, his you know, initial order is like, don't go oh, oh, use it. your uh, power bombs so, oh, willy-nilly. We're on a space station. And, and like, you that, could kill us all. <laughs> like, that makes sense. But not being able to shoot your, her, her, her laser gun that can, that can go through walls. I thought you needed the extra challenge, Samus. Like, <laughs> fuck that. Like, you can't use your, her running ability, Samus. You can't tell me what to do. Uh, now, I demand that Samus uh, be addressed as Samus Aran, Destroyer of Planets, from now on. Fair enough. Fair I enough. mean, I think I think when you destroy a world, you get the title Destroyer of Worlds. I mean, you earned it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yours It's a now. small club, especially for an individual. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah with her and her can-do attitude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Pip... There was a secret that, uh, on the ball ship. They were making Metroids. Dun, dun, dun. Ice-resistant Metroids. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the, we didn't cover it, but uh, the Metroids are, are are weak against ice. That's how you beat them in the original games. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam was like, okay, I'll go to the sector where they are, where they are, and go, go fuck their shit up. And like, and Al Malkin was like, Wait, hold, hold, wait, hold, hold up, hold on a minute. I'm going to shoot you into the back with that's a rifle that that somehow destabilizes your Urchozo armor to prevent you from going into the sector to or deal with the Metroids, so I can heroically sacrifice myself in your stead. Fuck off! You don't get my heroic death. And he doesn't even fucking kill all the Metroids with that. <sighs> He just like it, useless. He checks ejects, ejects the sector and then blow, blows it up with him with him with him still inside. It's like Samus could have just done that by herself. She could yeah. have gone in in there, started up the, the ejection, and then gone out. She has a spacesuit. It would have been easy. <laughs> Anything men can do, Samus can do better. Pretty much, especially in this uh, game series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh lord. Oh, and also, also Ridley's back. And but, you're gonna be in trouble. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Ridley's back. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and Samus has a good five minutes of being, uh, too scared to move. Destroyer <sighs> of planets. She's killed him before. And like, yep. And you're like, once you've killed a space pterodactyl once, really, it's, it's no big. <laughs> now, you could be forgiven if you had showed that scene and saved the first game because uh, so he did kill her parents. But after that first game, you killed the sucker who killed your parents. Afterwards, it's like playing your greatest hits. It's like, oh, I get to kill you again. Sweet. Awesome! I had so much t- fun the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the pain, you say? Good. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then the game right. ends with, uh, wherein you, who fi- find the actual 
<laughs> scientist that you were looking for, or uh, who was like Maria Branford or something. And like, like they were being clever with the with initials. Uh, were they? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and like, you see, I'm the I'm the scientist who developed MB Mother Brain, who is that oh nay, who's now has an actual name. Uh, and I was kind of like a mother figure to her, but then I kind of betrayed that expectation of being a mother to her, and so she went on a rampage. And all the bioweapons that we were developing in the uh, in this uh, ball ship, because they all see her as a mother, when she started rampaging, they all started rampaging. And, and because she's a mother, the Omega Metroid, which is a mother of Metroids, also started or heard, uh, doing shit. Bitches be crazy, am I right? Mothers. <laughs> Mothers, uh, am I right? Like... And you don't even get the satisfaction of, of putting down the rampage, uh, rampage android with this identity issue, who, who's cause. Then a bunch of, uh, the space marines show up to, who clean up the situation. And like, and a space admiral's like, I'm gonna be a, uh, uh, be an asshole space admiral. Like, and you can't do anything because I'm a space admiral. Like, are you sure she's destroyed one going on two planets? But you see, one of her buddies is like, actually, I recorded the entire thing. Do you want me here to uh, reveal it to or the space news? Not the space news. Hey, wait a second. I have a gun. Blam. Oh. Oh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the game takes a really dark turn at the very end. It's brilliant. It's yeah. worth it getting to the end. <laughs> so at the end of the game, you don't even defeat Meg- Mother Brain. Some um, dudes do it. You don't even get to get out of space these, uh, prison. And by yourself, a man helps you out. <sighs> Let's talk about story changes. Because <laughs> I think we need to get this taste out of our mouths now. Man, sexism is a hell of a drug, you guys. <laughs> it truly Cause, is. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, Other M was created by the same dude who did the original Metroid, and stuff in between was done by other people, then the sexism holds out. Because at the, in the first game, it wasn't a, a, the fact that at the end, oh, Samus is a girl, wasn't necessarily an empowering woman thing. It was a like, hey, hey, at the end of this game, you could see a, a pixelated woman in a bikini. Woohoo! That's, it becomes a weird reward thing. Oh, the- yeah. Oh, and it continues in, in the other games. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the other games by other people try to go like, hey, maybe, maybe this woman is a person. But then Other M happens and goes like, no, 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 no. Let's forget that. No, no, no. Women aren't people. They're objects for men. And mothers. Yes. And I'm mad. Anyway, you all continue. Yeah. Okay. Like in a Zero Mission, another game, uh, a remake of the first, uh, like while they're, or, or maybe it was Metroid Fusion. Either way, it introduces, uh, Zero Suit Samus. One of their design notes was, uh, no high heels underneath if the a suit because that doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Guess what uh, Samus has and in Zero Suit in Other M. And that's the one that's used for the stupid Metro uh, for a smash. Yeah. yeah. She has heels. Yeah. And it makes no sense. Nope. 
Like, I, and speaking as someone who actually does enjoy wearing, uh, high heels. There, there's nothing wrong with Samus wearing high heels if she's in, if she was, say, go, going to a uh, gala. Uh, yeah, gala, she's gala at, the spe- at the space mat. <laughs> oh, I, oh. I would pay the fuck out of that game. <laughs> yeah, she has to go capture some people because she is still a bounty hunter. So she has to go capture like some political guy at this space gala and it's great. Ooh, that just showing that she has the skills outside of the suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can get oh, like I we can go all Iron Man three here. Yeah, who's the hero? The suit or the person? Ha Uh dibs on that being my story change, by the way. Like uh like and like like oh hold hold on, I need to go do space bird foo. <laughs> like, what kind of martial art is that? It's one that rewa- requires you to have of knees that go backwards but you don't when you were raised by birds it's amazing what's possible (laughs) i mean this is partly how she gets to form up into a ball (laughs) (laughs) sam says fuck you to physics i destroyed two planets (laughs) so so i have a proposal here for how we can approach our story changes it's you get to have the reins on the metroid series and make a game what do you do and and we can maybe all agree that we just take other M story and toss it in a fire or toss it in a planet that's about to be blown up by Samus. Right. So, so since I already called dibs, yeah, go yeah. for it. Um, clearly because I'm, I'm not really a platformer person. Uh, and as I've said before in this, in this, I'm just a fucking casual. Yes. But what I do like is strong female, uh, protagonists and women who can destroy not one, but two planets. And also I do in fact enjoy your high heels uh, and being femme. Yeah, she can do both. And yeah, just because she, you know, is a badass bounty hunter who wears uh, uh, armor and can turn into a ball <laughs> does not mean that she does not, does not and cannot have a feminine side. It's just that other M was awful about it <laughs> and did it wrong. So clearly what there needs to be is a more typical bounty hunting mission uh, where the... Metroid that was stolen from the space station, you know, that got destroyed way back when, I don't know. Super Metroid? Yeah. From the Angus uh, and Yes. What happens is that one's gone on the black market uh, uh. and is going to be sold. Ooh. And uh, Samus has issues around Metroids. Yeah. But also is a bounty hunter. So she's like, I can fucking do this. Uh, but this is not a you know, smash and grab mission. She wishes uh, it was. Even though she wishes it was. She's great at those. You know, if this mission can end with destroying a planet, even better. <laughs> uh, but she acknowledges different set of skills for this. And most planets have uh, civilian populations. I guess. <laughs> so this involves Samus going undercover or whatever in a uh, auction house She's going to grift her way through some shit, because I love grifts. Yep. <laughs> um, I, t- I didn't rewatch Levers recently. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so she wears a dress. There are several ruppins about her person. Yep, yep. Does, you know, oh, <laughs> d- d- does she assemble a heist team? No, because she doesn't need one. She's a one-woman heist. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Samus can do by herself what some people need teams of ten to do. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I like that. That that just seems like a line like some third party observer will say. Yeah. Like when the bad guys finally like realize that like she's on the case, they're like, oh shit. You got you guys don't realize how how screwed we are. 
she can do what a team of ten can do by herself. That's what freak, uh, wears people out at first. It's why they can't plan properly around her is because they, they're preparing for teams of, you know, a team of, you know, five to ten people. A platoon, but it's really it? just her. Yeah. So rather than a heist, it's more of a uh, bond. Yeah, I suppose that's more correct. It's if James Bond <laughs> did a heist and looked awesome in heels. Yeah, yeah, she's got a gun to her thigh. She, her hair's in an updo. There's a weapon in the updo as well. Oh, that'd be um, like that great, like, surprise reveal. Like, cause you have like the get captured by the bad guys moment at one point, And they're like, of course you got a gun strapped to your leg. We know. And then that's when we reveal like, oh yeah, she had a knife in her hair. <laughs> razor blades. Yes. All up in it. Um. <laughs> also this bracelet. It's actually a gun. How? <laughs> Chozo technology, um, bitches. Yeah, she, she got Chozo. She, she herself can turn into a tiny little ball. All <laughs> things are possible. <laughs> and she can run in heels because fuck you. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just because she can does not mean she, you know, would do so in her suit. Cause it's not, anyway, I'm going to die mad about that. Um. <laughs> Uh, nice. But yeah, that that's what I would have fun doing. Yeah, and she'd be wearing the pale a pale blue dress like her zero suit is. Nice with some purple accents like her like her suit yeah. does. Nice. Uh, uh, and if there's still written Chozo language or whatever, there's some embroidery down the side. Ooh, ah, of, of Chozo symbols. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I I love dress up. <laughs> I'm gonna put on a pretty dress after all of this. <laughs> Right. Okay. So uh, I'll go next. Following a similar thing, I want to tell a bit more of an origin story for Samus here. We can ride the story shortly after her family is killed by space pirates and a giant space pterodactyl. Very traumatizing. This happens like within like the first like opening sequence. Yeah. That's going to be that type of opener. And. In the process of this, she gets adopted by, like, some of the last Chozo, uh, which are the super advanced bird species. Uh, maybe her family was, like, really, uh, really well regarded by, uh, the, this alien species, what have you. And here's the thing that I would play with here. In, in the original canon, quote unquote, whatever, uh, they're like, ah, oh, the Chozo injected her with their DNA and, uh, gave her technology and all that. And I'm like, hey, that seems morally dubious at best and kind of wrong for an adopted child and all that. So what I'm going with is in the time following her family's death, you know, she's like a, a young child at that time, obviously dealing with shit. And the initial upbringing thing is more talking about like maybe what the philosophy of this species is. And they're not actually training her to be like outright a warrior at first it's more like teaching her some of the uh kind of like ptsd coping mechanisms that the warrior cast of this species had because there aren't any uh chosen warriors left they're a dying species Mm. Uh, maybe we can go into some of the mythology there yeah and over the course of this you know she kind of learns some of this like meditative stuff it's very empowering and all that and over the course of it, like this meditation, like it turns out like their meditation is also like kind of like martial artsy and all that. So she actually like gets like physical prowess and it turns out yeah. she's getting really good at this. 
And yeah, she enjoys it. Yeah. And like any teenager that has, you know, kind of maybe witnessed her parents be killed by a space pterodactyl, eventually she starts delving into some of the deeper mysteries of her adoptive uh, uh, family here and discovers like, oh, wait, these people, they, they happen to be like genetic super scientists and have amazing levels of technology. Oh, this is happening. <laughs> and so this is kind of like maybe over the course of the uh, story here, we kind of establish she also happens to have like a very astute scientific mind because I think her parents were like scientific researchers or something. Mm. And so I'm thinking the human Chozo hybrid DNA stuff is basically Samus doing the classic science fiction trope of experimenting on yourself. Because yeah. she learns yeah. that like yeah. there's like this awesome Chozo technology, but to use it, they have it like biologically keyed to their DNA or something, and she's like, Well, I have a solution to this problem. I see and yeah. I see how this can I didn't know way backfire. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that in the process of doing all this, it kind of like hastens the uh, decline of the Chozo and all that. And that's kind of what has her eventually go on and become a bounty hunter is her kind of like going like, not only did I want to have revenge on my parents, but now I'm like, I got to go and do good for this uh, adoptive family. Yeah. And if, if we could have like maybe like a similar like a uh, superhero trajectory going on here. But I'm liking the idea that she's actually scientifically minded and maybe Yee. maybe the additional suit modifications that happen later on aren't so much her like just conveniently discovering a uh, technology that perfectly adapts to her suit. It's like she she's kind of like an Iron Man. She invents the suit and is like utilizing this uh, alien species technology to her great benefit and eventual revenge, but we don't get to that until the proper game series itself. Maybe there can be, like, some other faction within the Space Pirates that she kind of takes out as her first bounty or something fun like that. Hmm. I am here for this. So, I'm just imagining, like, kung fu training and all that. It'll be great. <laughs> I, I am here for Scientist Samus. So, are you going to keep uh, some of the aspects of, of how, like, Samus was kind of the... Or Trump, the Chozo's trump card if the Metroid uh, thing didn't pan out. Because we learned in Fusion that those Chozo made the Metroid specifically to combat the space parasite, the X. Which is kind of a zombie mixed with a mimic virus. I mean, we could play into that, I'm sure. Um, I, th I think I think they didn't want to outright push for that. Uh, they, they see that, you know, maybe as... as Okay, here, here's a way we could do it. She's doing, like, this scientific experimentation on her own, and upon discovering that she kind of did the, uh, the, uh, the hybrid experiment, Super Soldier Serum, at least one of the Chozo people are like, hey, um, this could be useful, y'all. Let's actually show her how to use the technology. What if? Share the deeper secrets. All right, go on. What if there was infighting among the Chozo over whether to do that or not. Oh. You know, do we do this? So she can tell that there, there's something going on. Yeah. And, and they're talking about her. They, she knows that they are. And that's what causes her to yeah. do the experiment. It's like, well, what's everyone talking about? Is it this thing? 
Uh, and so, and that's how she does it to herself and takes it out of their hands. And then everybody gets to have some guilt about th- secrets kept, uh, and actions taken that maybe shouldn't have been. Why were you hiding this from me? Because you're a child. You're our child. You're not a weapon. Like, aww. Yeah! That's how you do fucking motherhood. But then, (laughs) but then she's like, fuck it, I'm both. At the end, yeah, but there can be some, you know, bad feelings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Families are hard, y'all. Yeah. It's not a Norman Rockwell painting, especially because now we have space aliens and birds and all that, but still. I think that's another reason why I'm mad at Other M, because there could be a story there. Yeah, there, uh, there, there, you can see, you can see the, the seeds of, of a good story. They needed a female lead writer. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Cause like, I want to learn more about Samus' time in the Space Force. Cause there was a time when she was a small child being raised by space birds. And then she was a full-grown bounty hunter, or destroyer of worlds. Like, kind of want to see the time in between that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the Space Forces have no idea about this, like, kind of 18-year-old fresh recruit who is kicking everyone's asses. Yeah. But, like, well, you're certainly the best at what you do. Thank you. But you're also shit at, at following up orders. Well, well fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> Well, we're, we're, we're kind of a military. That's kind of our, our point. Well, fuck you. Are, are you? You're just going to leave, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of. I just came here or to expedite my bounty hunter license. Wow, <laughs> wow. I feel used. <laughs> That's bad. Feels bad. Feels bad. Feels bad in my heart. Feels, feels real bad. Feels, feel it and feel it in my stomach. No, no. It's not good. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. And then sunglasses slide down over Samus's eyes and deal with it appears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh so, so yeah, Al, <laughs> follow that up. Go. Yeah. So I mentioned Metroid Fusion and yeah, how yeah, yeah. in the course of it, she gets injected with Metroid DNA and yeah. uh-huh. kind of becomes a space vampire. Woo! And at the end of that game, it's kind of inferred that, that like, well, after she defeats all the acts of Metro, her DNA kind of ran its course, but that's, like, stupid, so I, like... DNA works. That, yeah, that's well, not how that works, and... But also, but, like, it, it's really just saying that uh, they fixed uh, her uh, weakness to cold that she got acquired with the with the uh, Metro DNA. Also, you can just wear layers. Yeah, also, spacesuit. <laughs> Like, Aren't we all weak to cold? We are. We, like, <laughs> True. Who hit us with an ice beam, we'd also die. Way to go, Samus. Is- You're like the rest of us. I don't know. That's how we were all Metroids in our hearts. <laughs> we were we were the Metroids all along. No, uh... It was always Metroids. Blam. <laughs> no, at the, also at the end of that game... She crashes, she crashes that, that unethical old bioweapon and research facility into a planet. I'm very certain destroying it. Yeah! yeah! So she's free for free. Good fucking yeah. work. Love it. Uh, and so she, and the Space Force, or Galactic Federation, or whatever they're called, weren't really happy about her doing that. She's on the lam, you guys. Ooh. She's on the lamb and a space vampire. Space vampire, space bounty hunter, space, space fugitive. Yeah. 
So, you know what she has to do? She has to get out of Space Dodge. She has to go towards the uncivilized part of the galaxy. She's going on the Space Lamb? She's going on the Space Lamb. She's going to have to pull a Mandalorian. Oh, no. <laughs> While also being a space vampire. Oh, no. Do I ship Samus and the Mandalorian? I uh, know. Do they take the helmets off? No, no. The helmets All stay that's off. <laughs> the helmets stay on. <laughs> I mean, they have to. <laughs> I, he, he can't take his off. I don't remember the circumstances in which she can. It's just the way. <laughs> it is the way. Uh, and Samus, like, I don't know. She ha- probably has her reasons now. I mean, does she have space fangs to go with her space vampirism? She does now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And also, you know what comes is being a space vampire? You're now kind of space immortal. Oh man, that's weird. <laughs> space immortality is a bitch. Yeah. It's true. So what I'm saying is, in this game, possibly, we are Samus, and we're just start taking on kind of these missions in a kind of non-linear sort of way. Like, uh, taking space bounties. Like, which one job do you want? Well, which ones you got? We have two. We have the one that oh, will get you dangerously close to, to uh, Federation space, but will pay well. Or the, this one that, that's uh, out in the boonies is horrifically difficult and pays shit. And like, hmm... Hmm. And uh, but you know, as you start clearing more missions, and uh, you you know, eventually uh, there will be your know, story mission. There will be story missions because you know, because you know, and eventually you like, wait a moment, I'm a space bounty hunter. I did it good, so that means there are people in the Federation who are bad. And what do bounty hunters do? They catch bad guys for money. <laughs> so all I have to do is, is uh, find whoever was running the, that space station and arrest them. What do you think, Adam, who is now in my spaceship because he's also on the lam from um, uh, from the Federation? Because you're supposed to be kept a secret? Uh, I say no. Then I'm saying I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah! Uh, just taking actions to forever annoy the uh, patronizing AI. Yeah. I mean, that's where I live. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Adam, I used to have a a, a crush on you. What, really? (laughs) No. Why do you have have to say these things? It's funny. Because I can't actually slap you around in real life anymore. Uh, (sighs) So, yeah. That's my suggestion. Oh, man. So, let's see. We have Heist, Origin training film and space vampire adventures yeah space vampire mandalorian yes <laughs> uh hey okay. uh you love to see it and they don't have to necessarily be games they could be like just stories in and of themselves yeah i may have cheated a little bit i may have actually been using a fanfic that I've been writing that I can't currently find in my laptop. <laughs> you son of a... Wow. Hey. How dare you, sir? Hey. 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 Just gotta do what I gotta do. All right. So we uh, we have our, our story changes here. We, we, we can assume that uh, Kat would have done a romantic comedy in which uh, Samus and Mother Brain were stuck in a cabin with only one bed. Oh, Pip, yeah, you forgot to make it queer. I, listen, Samus is queer. I just didn't feel the need to eliminate, to go on about that. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just what she is, you guys. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, I think we have time for uh, a quick game here. We, we always have time for game. Like, like it's part oh, of, yeah. our, it's part of our structure. I know. <laughs> I was being facetious, Al. Oh, oh, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, do y'all want to do laundry day? You bet I yeah. do. I think it's been ages since we've done laundry day. Laundry day is just a lot of fun. So I'm also still going to go first. Yeah. Uh, because for all that's called laundry day, we never ask ourselves what the characters are like on their laundry day. <laughs> uh, and I bring this up because that armor that Samus wears has to be cleaned. It does. And how much of a bitch must it be to clean considering it goes into such a tiny little shape and has all these moving parts? And you know those pauldrons must gunk up sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just saying, it. it is a two-day process to clean that armor, and you Oof. know it. Yeah. And then you have to oil it. Yeah. It's just... Ugh. And and don't even get started on, on the nanomachines. Oh, God. They have to go into a special chemical bath, you guys. Oh, my God. Ugh. And it but, smells. Yeah. Uh, I figure all the gun parts, uh, Samus takes part and cleans, uh, every couple weeks at most. The whole armor, she puts off as long and as possible. <laughs> uh, and every time she's, it should be cleaned and she's putting it off, uh, the voice of her adoptive Chozo mother is in the back of her get- head going, Samus, you should clean your armor. I'm Samus. doing it, mom. Like, no, you're not. I can see you. And eventually, it becomes a real voice of Adam. You should listen to your mother, Samus. Uh, You're not my real mom. <laughs> no, I, I'm an AI, a copy of, of the brainwave of, the, of your dead CO. Not helping. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, mine. Okay. Mine? Uh, you know what? Samus? She has a bounty hunter. She's probably got a lot of money to spare. She's one of the best. But she also comes with a lot of downtime. So, you know what she does? I think she, uh, you know, takes a class or two at, uh, at the Space University. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Learn a new thing. It'll constantly improve yourself. She probably has enough credits to, to graduate. You know, free time's over by now, but she... She has a, a, a she has a stable profession. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Actually, actually, she already has a few doctorates. Oh, tell oh, yes. Yeah. And one of those classes she always see, she's always taken is a uh, Chozo studies. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't tell anybody. No, she just sits in the back of the class, and you're you're just assuming she's quietly taking notes. But then, the first first research paper. And the stuff she's turning in is all corrections of a professor's material. <laughs> With proper citing and all that, so he can't, uh, correct it. Yeah. Or, uh, object. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and always a, uh, little, no, what's saying that, uh, uh, the, like that copies is of the, SRB have been sent and, and to, uh, to, uh, research journals. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One of the professors is like, if you're going to keep on doing this, why don't you just tell us all of it? They're like, nah, 
want to see how uh, how much much you guys can get. No, you're doing so good, sweetie. I'm proud of you. And and really, it's how the Chozo would have wanted this. <laughs> the, the the memory of the Chozo in the back of her head, just you know, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, actually, uh, but actually, uh, her her uh, main focus is uh, xenobiology. Yeah, but it's like specifically focusing on how to like destroy alien planets i don't know <laughs> no no she because she because she does rescue the animals <laughs> oh she does <laughs> that's canon uh, yeah yeah no, de- the story of uh, the story of planets savior of puppies oh. well that's kind of funny uh but I'll, I'll i'll go to my laundry day uh if you're are you ready al go ahead so samus she, as we mentioned before, she has downtime, but she also has a, her own spaceship. I'm saying she has like this, you know, beautiful, uh, orange tabby cat that she adopted on one planet that she had a mission on <gasps> ages ago. Yeah. And it yeah. just yes. lives on the ship. Nice. Cause when she's not actively piloting it in her armor, you never know. Uh, she is like in the back, just lounging in PJs with her cat that maybe <laughs> will, uh, name it Ellen or something just to have yes. the full aliens references. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And that's the thing I'm just imagining that she just, you know, goes back to the back of the ship, you know, gets the cat out of its, uh, danger crate or whatever. Uh, when I, I imagine between missions or uh, when it's mission time, she, uh, takes the cat to a sitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe after the first time she had the cat on board with her, and when the ship crash lands on the planet, it's like, okay, no, we can't risk, uh, we can't risk Ellen here. I'll, I'll, I'll take her to my one Space Forces friend to have her be watched over and pampered properly. And you know, Samus gets the best cat food. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And if she's just having like a good time, like between like low risk missions, cause she probably has a good gauge on like which missions are more likely to go completely, uh, south uh she'll just have the cat on board and yeah takes care of it yeah i'm imagining she probably has like a super low power setting on her uh blaster arm that is just a laser pointer (laughs) (gasps) yeah yes and you know she gets like a little like thing from each planet she goes to specifically as a toy for her cat i am all about this (laughs) And, and i'll have you know I, I thought about having it be a dog, but dogs require a lot more attention. And I figured <laughs> uh, the cat would... As demonstrated by Benji right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, just to have, again, another Aliens reference, or Alien, rather, yeah. where the cat is is present on the ship. <laughs> and it's never actually in any danger. <laughs> or, I imagine it is no. in danger, but, you know. The cat knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this ship have chains? Who knows? But the cat is fascinated by it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that's just me. Is Samus has a cat and dotes on it a lot, Aww. as all tough bounty hunters should. Yeah. All right. So uh, I am here for this. All right. Uh, any other thoughts, you guys, before we wrap this up? I I think I've said all I can say. Yeah. Well, there is one thing we can still have to say: the baby. The baby. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Uh, Alright. Uh, 
Before we go, does anyone have anything to plug? Um, I'll probably have an improv show next month. Cool. In November. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I'll have already had a show on Saturday and a live masked up show on Sun or on Monday. So, ah, uh, too late. Sorry, future people. But the Zoom ones are all on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you can find them on the arcades, uh, arcade comedy theaters, uh, YouTube page. Maybe I'll be in costume. It'll be a good one. Maybe it won't. Maybe just me putting something together last minute. You don't know. You don't know my life. <laughs> I mean, I do. We talked about it. Oh. And if you don't listen to my suggestions, you clearly don't love me anymore. Wow. Brent, are you just going to do the Indiana Jones owns one again? No, no, I can't do that one. Not with <laughs> justice anyway. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, oh, and Kat has her stories in, uh, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Go, go refer to that episode to get all that information. Go to our website. She probably has one. Yeah. 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 Uh, we don't know what it is off the top of our heads, so. Like good siblings. But we'll, they'll be in the show notes. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If we remember. Hey. Listen, we can't make promises for future men. <laughs> As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred. Or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brent MacDonald, Pippa MacDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode, oh, done by Brennan. Oh, wait, Kat wasn't in this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, editing for this episode, done by Brennan. Transcript done by Ashley Discosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostorysacred. See you next time when we, he, this time, hopefully, we'll talk about, about my story, The Orphaned Light. With any luck. I kind of need all you got. <laughs> it's for this one. All hands on deck. Woohoo! Until then, we're No Story Sacred and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're... No, no story, story is sacred. sacred. Is sacred.